Hello and welcome to another podcast. I do hope you're all well and staying strong in these dark times. So in today's episode, we're going to take a look at what should be an obvious red flag, hopefully making you question something you find conflicting or a contradiction and you just want to question it. We'll also look at the seven principles of public life for our MPs here in the UK. And we can judge if they are upholding their oaths. And then finally, we'll, we're going to have a word from the President of the World Doctors Alliance with an announcement. So, red flag, what should be a red flag? So, when I refer to their term, vaccine, I'm aware that they are not vaccines, as we have understood them to be in the past. Moreover, experimental gene therapies is what they are, I think. That should be a red flag, right, for starters. Right, there's, there's been a list compiled anyway. Um, I'm going to run through it. So, number one, overstating figures from COVID deaths by including non-COVID deaths that have simply just tested positive within 28 days and in some cases up to 60 days. So that, that should be a red flag right for starts. Two, understating death figures from the COVID vaccine by not including deaths that have occurred within 14 days of second jab or at any time from first jab by classing them as unvaccinated. Three, the average age of a COVID victim dying of the disease in the UK is 83 i.e. higher than average life expectancy in general. Four, indemnifying the vaccine manufacturers of all responsibility. That is a massive one for me. And if that doesn't create a red flag for you, then you're not looking deep enough. You just, you just need to look at things with a bit more of an open mind. Five, censoring anyone as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all the big tech giants have been doing from day one, uh, especially medical experts whose opinions, research and evidence contradicts the official narrative. Now, we all know that's happened. Tens of thousands of doctors and scientists and nurses all trying to speak up, all being censored. Um, six, the obvious push for vaccine uptake by encouraging vaccine promotion and coercion coupled with restrictions and punishments for vaccine refusal, despite the fact that the vaccine does not prevent you from con contracting or spreading the disease. In addition, the horrific track record of these vaccines in relation to deaths and injuries and the fact that they are still in the experimental stages at the time of this coercion anyway january 23 they finish this trial don't they this experiment seven if the vaccines are about public health why are the incentive why are the incentives for getting one unhealthy options like junk food you know burgers donuts and kebabs why not fresh fruit and vegetables or a gym membership if you want to coerce someone into doing something? So it's not about health at all. 
Eight, why has the hospitality sector been targeted despite contributing to no more than 5% of cases? Why have gyms been closed if the, pub, if the interest of the public health is important? Social interactions between people has been discouraged to stop the truth from being revealed. Stop us all talking amongst ourselves. That was the, one of the main reasons of these lockdowns. Stop people getting together and starting protests and asking questions even. Nine, why are the cycles in PCR tests pushed up to the levels that significantly skew figures with false positives? Why is the PCR test used at all when its inventor, Carrie Mullis, uh, American biochemist, said it was incompatible to be used for testing for viruses? 10. Why are their vaccines being used at all when the inventor, Robert Malone, designed them for cancer treatment, not a disease like COVID, and indeed, there is a 99% chance of surviving it anyway. Uh, that's Robert Malone, he's the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine. Or well, the mRNA, anyway. Uh, 11. Why is ivermectin being given to vaccinated patients who are ill with COVID to favourably skew their recovery rates, but denied to unvaccinated patients ill with COVID to skew their recovery rates unfavourably? That's been happening worldwide, especially in the UK. 12. Where did all the midazolam go? Now that is a question for Matt Hancock. Our ex health secretary, thirteen. Why has there not only uh, not only been a significant reduction in the world's population during a pandemic, but actually an increase? Fourteen. Why has flu disappeared? Fifteen. Deaths from cancer and heart disease have rocketed, but they uh, but they've been attributed to COVID because those patients have been turned away from empty hospitals whilst nurses make TikTok videos. 16, the fact that Gillick competent, uh, competence only works one way. An informed child can't override uninformed parents to refuse the jab, but an uninformed child can override informed parents to have the jab. 17. Why do staff work at COVID test stations and come into contact with people who have tested positive every day and they don't have to self-isolate? 18. Why are the government's official yellow card figures not broadcast to the public by mainstream media? 19. Why is the massive public uh, why is the massive public dissent via huge numbers at marches not being reported? Because they want to hide it. They want to. They want us to think. They want the rest of them to think that we are a minority where we are grown in numbers massively. From the start of the pandemic up until now, millions, well, tens of millions and, and millions of people have uh, awoken to what's happening. And finally, 20, mask wearing. Illogical nonsense like enforced mask wearing to enter a pub, for instance, 
but allowing its removal just feet away at the table, but again wearing them whilst moving around the premises, but not at your table. This also applies to gyms. I mean, wearing masks while moving between different areas, but not whilst actually at an exercise station. Doesn't make no sense, does it? Mask wearing not only fails to offer any protection against COVID, it harms you by forcing you to breathe contaminated exhaled air trapped in your mask. Mask wearing is both dehumanizing and a badge of compliance. And I think we'll stop there. So anyone on that list should be a, a massive red flag for anyone. So now we're going to look at what, how our MPs should be acting through this whole pandemic. Uh, it's from a government website, actually. It's published the 31st of May, 1995, and it's called The Seven Principles of Public Life. It's their kind of Bible. Right, The Seven Principles of Public Life, also known as the Nolan Principles, apply to anyone who works as a public office holder. Now, this includes all those who are elected or appointed to public office nationally and locally, and all people appointed to work in the civil service, local governments, the police, the courts and the probation services, non-departmental uh, public bodies, and in the health, education, social and uh, care services, all public office holders are both servants of the public and stewards of public resources. The principles also apply to all those in other sectors delivering public services. So, the first one is selflessness. Holders of public office should act solely in terms of public interest. Have they been? I'll leave you to uh, come up with your own answers here. Right, number two, integrity. Holders of public office must avoid placing themselves under any obligation to people or organisations that might try inappropriately to influence them in their work. <laughs> yeah. They should not act or take decisions in order to gain financial or other material benefits for themselves, their family or their friends. You're listening to this, Matt Hancock. They must declare and resolve any interests and relationships. Okay. Uh, number three, objectivity. So our MPs should be holders of public office. They must act and take decisions impartially, fairly and on merit, using the best evidence and without discrimination or bias. Four. This is a good one. Accountability. Holders of public office are accountable to the public for their decisions and actions and must submit themselves to the scrutiny necessary to ensure this. That well, goes without saying, doesn't it? But it's not happening. Openness. Holders of public office should act and take decisions in an open and transparent manner. Information should not be withheld from the public unless there are clear and lawful reasons for doing so. Six, 
Holders of public office should be truthful. <laughs> should be truthful. Why not just say, will be truthful? Or you're out on your ear. So they'll all be out, wouldn't they? And the final one, holders of pub, uh, leadership, holders of public office should exhibit these principles in their own behaviour. They should actively promote and robustly support the principles and be willing to challenge poor behaviour where it occurs. Right, seven principles for our MPs and people of, of that ilk. And they're not obeying any of them. They're not obeying a single fucking one. Now, if I had questions that wasn't being answered or science that contradicts itself, I would seek another opinion. And I suppose, you know, when you like when you go to the doctors and you think, oh, no, the doctor's wrong, man. I'm, I'm not feeling how he says I should be feeling or, or the symptoms he's describing ain't what I got and he's saying i've got this and i think i've got this so you go and get a second opinion and sometimes the second opinion is right and the doctor originally was wrong so now if i had questions that weren't being answered or science that contradicts itself you're gonna seek another opinion like millions of others i looked for experts in their field and not government scientists who are easily bribed but scientists at the top of their game which brings me to one of these scientists who I have followed for about 20 months. So here she is, Professor Dolores Cahill. My name is Professor Dolores Cahill. My background is molecular biology and immunology. And I'm also here as president of the World Doctors Alliance and supporting ACU2020.org. It's my pleasure to be with my colleagues, including Dr. Heiko Schoening, Dr. Mohamed Adil. And we're here to say that there is good news. The coronavirus is a seasonal virus that causes illness and symptoms from December to April. And that for people who have symptoms, there are treatments like inhaled steroids, hydroxychloroquine and zinc. So there is no need for the lockdown. There is no need for fear. There's no need for masks, for social distancing or for quarantining people. They are locking people in their homes for last year's flu for where there is an effective treatment. So we want to communicate this message to people. There is no need for fear. And I'm involved in a number of organizations. I've been standing up for academic freedom and freedom of speech. I'm chair of the Irish Freedom Party. And I'm encouraging all of you that are listening to this to get involved in new democratic and peaceful movements within your country to stand for election and to remove the politicians that are actually causing more harm than good. And also, as for free speech, I'm supporting a brand new tube uh, with doctors like Dr. Vernon Coleman. And in Ireland and across the world, we are setting up a new custodian movement, custodians of our health, our heritage and our freedom. And what we want to do, I support uh, Dr. Heiko Schoening as well in his um, fear craft movement, is to actually support businesses and new innovative technologies that actually support the values of freedom of speech and freedom of health. So we will be looking at a new food movement, a new health movement, and to brand restaurants and hotels and airlines that respect our rights for freedom of movement, freedom of speech, and that we have the right 
to be informed about true health and the, the correct um, statistics about disease and to hold all of the regulators and doctors and advisors of government that if they are saying things and taking away people's freedom and health that it needs to be supported by the evidence. So as president of the World Doctors Association I'm very happy to stand with these doctors today and to lead the march in Berlin which will be hope will be millions of people so that all of the doctors, regulators and pop Thank you Professor Dolores Cahill. I hope you got some enjoyment listening to this podcast and maybe some information you may need. So I wish you all a good day. Stay strong. Be nice to your fellow man. But be a lion protecting your family from tyranny. Until next time. Toodaloo.